Jesus and Satan were having an ongoing argument about who was better on the computer. They had been arguing for days and God the Father was tired of hearing all of the bickering. Finally, God said, cool it. I'm going to set up a test that will run for two hours and I will judge who does the better job. So Satan and Jesus sat down at the keyboard and typed away. They Googled, they did spreadsheets, they wrote reports, they sent faxes, they sent faxes, they sent emails, they sent out emails with attachments, they downloaded, they uploaded, they made cards, wrote lists, essays, fact sheets and summaries. They did every known job. Ten minutes before the time was up, lightning suddenly flashed across the sky. Thunder rolled and rain poured and bang, the electricity went off. Satan stared at his blank screen and screamed every naughty word known to the underworld. Jesus just sighed. The electricity finally flickered back on and each of them restarted their computers. Satan started searching, frantically screaming, it's gone, it's gone, all my work is gone when the power went out. Jesus quietly started printing out all of his files from the past two hours. Angrily, Satan protested, wait, he cheated. How did he do that? God the Father shrugged and said, Jesus saves. I need a, I need a, a lectern, people. Give me somewhere to put this. Thank you. Jesus saves. Do you know that an angel came to Joseph, who is, I guess, this figure here. Isn't this great, all this stuff? An angel came to Joseph, and this is what the angel said. You are to give this baby the name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. And he tells us what the name, thank you so much, dude, thank you. He tells us what the name Jesus means. It says, because he will save him, he will save us from our sins. Jesus means save us. It comes from the name Joshua, which also means save us. There's another word in the Bible, Hosanna, also means save us. When might you shout, save me? When you're in? In trouble, right? So I wonder who can shout the loudest, kids or adults? Do, do you think? Do you think? Should we try it? All right, adults, imagine that you're in trouble and you need saving and you're going to shout. Ready? One, two, three. What, what do you think, kids? Yeah, it's okay, isn't it? Not great. I think we can do louder. Are you ready? Notice we. We can do better. Are you ready? On the count of three, we're going to shout, save me. Is that all right? One, two, three. Save me! <laughs> they blew you out of the water. Well done. Do you want another go, adults? Come on, stand up then. Come on, let, get your energy going. Let's see if you can do any better. Right? You've, I once fell into a swimming pool and it was freezing cold and the air went out of my lungs and I, I had to shout for someone to save me. You pretend that that's you, okay? On the count of three, one, two, three. Save me! Oh, that's pretty good. Kids, do you want to stand up? Coming out here with me and face them so they get the full breath. Come on, if you're a child, coming out here with me and face them. Wow. Do you know, once I was rock climbing with my dad, who's over there somewhere. Where's he gone? He's, he's there. I was rock climbing and I don't like heights. Do you like heights? Yeah. I, I, well, I don't like them. My legs go a bit funny. 
And so I'm at the top of a cliff and I'm just about to abseil down, but my legs go all funny and my brain goes a bit funny and I, I just let go of all the ropes and start to go. And thankfully, my dad reached out and grabbed me so I didn't fall all the way down the cliff. But I, I would have shouted, save me. I want you to imagine you're at the top of a cliff and you need your dad to grab you, okay? And so you're going to shout extremely loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh, oh, do you think you can do one even louder? Are you ready? One, two, three. Wow, that's fantastic. You win. Go on, take your seat. Sit back where you were. Well done. Outstanding. Outstanding. What is all of this Christmas, this story of Jesus? Christmas and even Easter, it's all about the fact that we need saving whether we know it or not. We all need saving. Someone to save us. I, I once was staying with some friends and they had a horse stable next to their house. And in the horse stables, they used to train horses that had become naughty how to become good again. And so they said to me one day, we've got this horse that's ready to go for a ride. Do you, do you ride horses? And, and I, I said, yes. I, uh, they said, do you want to go for a ride? I said, yes. And so I ended up on the back of this big police horse. He was huge. And we were walking down the beach, myself and my friend who was on a little pony. And we're walking down the beach slowly. And then my friend said, uh, so can you trot? I said, yes. So we started to trot a little bit and slowly my horse went from trotting to cantering to galloping down a beach. And I wasn't in classic riding position. Do any of you ride horses? I wasn't in a classic riding position. My feet weren't in the stirrups. They were out like this. My arms were in the air. I was going, ah! And I was screaming, mommy, Jesus, anybody. And I screamed out, save me. Can you scream what I would have screamed on the horse? Ready, one, two, three. They didn't join in. I wonder what it sounds like if all of us scream together. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm careering down this beach on the back of this police horse in no control whatsoever, wondering where can I jump off and get off this horse. Then I heard this little, this little pony galloping up behind me and I heard my friend shouting, and trot, and trot. And my horse was a clever police horse. It obeyed when you spoke to it. And it heard my friend shouting and trot and the horse clicked back into a trot and my life was saved. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that I used to ride motorbikes. I'm kind of tough like that, but I didn't. I used to ride mopeds. <laughs> they're, they're cool. They're kind of Mediterranean and cool, right? And I bought a moped off my friend at Hull Marina and what I didn't know is this lovely bright red moped had rust underneath the bright red paint. Now, this moped used to go about 35 miles an hour. Now, when a moped goes 35 miles an hour, it sounds a bit like this. Can you do that noise? Work with me. Come on, work. Ready, steady? Good. Sometimes going down a hill, I could get it to 38 or 39. So it would go. Can you do that noise? Work with me. One day, I'm going down the flyover by Yankee Land. Who can remember Yankee Land? Them were the days, weren't they? The good old days after the war. 
and I was going over the flyover, there was a following wind and I got up to 40 miles an hour. Can you imagine what that sounded like? And I'm heading down the flyover at 40 miles an hour and my bike snapped in half. I ended up with just a handlebars and a saddle and a front wheel going down the flyover. And I shouted, one, two, three. Set! I needed saving from this bike. And as I careered down the flyover, I don't know how I didn't fall over, but I didn't. I just scooted all the way down the flyover upright and stepped off half a bike. <laughs> I needed saving. You know, sometimes we need saving from scary things that have got us and scary, scary things that are breaking around us. But here's the whole point of Christmas. I'm tired now. Oh. Here's the whole point of Christmas. Jesus came for this reason, to save us. Now, half the time, we don't know we've got rust on our motorbike. Half the time, we don't know we've got rust in our hearts. Something's wrong, something's more broken than we know. But this is the whole point of Christmas. And I'm talking to everyone in the room. Jesus came to save us. He came to put an arm around us and say, you might not know that you're rusty yet. And sometimes, you know, you get it at age seven. Sometimes you grasp it at 15. Sometimes you're 75 before you grasp it. I'm a bit broken and I need a savior. And the whole point of this Christmas story is God saying, I'm sending a savior. There was a little girl, this is a true story, and she had what's called a cleft palate. It means she had a little twist in her lip. And she thought it meant she wasn't beautiful. And she felt really sad and insecure inside about it. And one day her teacher was doing a little fun test in school. And she'd get different children to come out and face the class. And it was a hearing test. She'd stand behind them and she'd whisper something. And the child had to repeat what the teacher said. But they couldn't see her. They could only hear her. And so a little boy would come up and she'd whisper, I like dirt. And the little boy would go, I like dirt. And she'd whisper, I want to be an astronaut. And the little boy would go, I want to be an astronaut. Then a little girl would come up and she said, I like the sun. And the little girl, yeah, I, I like the sun. Then she'd say, I want to be a doctor. And the little girl would say, I want to be a doctor. Then the little girl with the cleft palate came up and she stood and she faced the class with everyone looking at her. And the teacher loved this little girl. She adored her. And she bent down behind her and said, I wish you were my little girl. And the little girl's eyes widened. She said, I wish you were my little girl. And she realized for the first time in her life that she was beautiful and adored and lovely. See, she had broken lies inside of her about herself. And it took someone else to speak the truth to her. Now, the truth is, we can have really big lies and brokenness in our lives. Isn't that true? I'm not just talking to the kids here. Stuff going on in our world and we need a savior. That's what Jesus is all about. He's come to save us, to set us free. And so this baby who came in a manger one day died on a cross for the sins of mankind. And God was saying, I'm coming to meet you to save you and to know you. Because without me, 
you're broken. It's called sin. The sin problem separates us from God, but God made a way for us to know him again. Let me tell you one more true story that I heard this week on the BBC. Any of you watch Newsround? Yeah. Well, this was a story on, it, I don't think it was on Newsround, but it was on the BBC this week. In China, you're only allowed to have one child. And this couple had a second child and they didn't want it to be taken away by, by the state or anything like that. So they smuggled the child away and gave it to a family who adopted this little girl at just a few days old and took her to America. She was adopted by an American family. But this Chinese couple gave a note to the American mum and dad and it said, you're our little girl and we love you very much, but we can't keep you, we're not allowed. But if you want to know us when you're 10 or 20, we want you to know every year we are gonna wait on a famous bridge in China on a certain day of the year. And if ever you want to meet us, you can meet us that day. And from the age of 10, true story, they began to wait on the bridge on that certain day. And then the BBC followed when the, when the girl was 20 years old, the parents finally gave the note to the girl and said, would you like to meet your parents? And they followed both the families, the Chinese family and the American family, as they made their way to meet on the bridge and to know each other. And this girl suddenly knew she was loved by not just one family, but by both families. Meet me on the bridge. Do you know what the story of Christmas is? It's God saying, meet me, I want to know you. Something's broken, something's missing and we're not together, but meet me at the manger or meet me at the cross and we can know each other again because I love you so much. It's all about Jesus saving us so he can know us. Who in the room wants to be saved by God? Come on. He says to everybody in this room today, man, woman, child, he says to all of you, meet me at the manger. Meet me at the cross. Meet me by believing in me. I want to know you. And today, two billion people on the planet have cried out to Jesus. They've cried out, one, two, three, save me. Should we do it louder with everyone in the room? One, two, three, save me. Two billion people have met Jesus at the cross and said, I want to know you, Jesus, in my heart. I believe that you died for my sins and I want to know you. And as I close, I want all of us in this room, man, woman, child, to pray. And really what we're going to say is, Jesus, save me. I need you. I want to know you. Is that okay? Let's close our eyes right across this room. Let's bow our heads in prayer. And we're going to pray. And as I pray, I want you to repeat a line after me. But really, it's your prayer. So believe it in your heart. Pray this after me if you can believe it. Dear Jesus, save me. I want to know you. I come to meet you at Christmas time. I come to meet you at your cross where you died for my sins. Thank you for loving me so much. Take my brokenness. Sometimes life is like a horse. It's running away and I need someone to save me. Sometimes I've got lies inside and I need your truth to save me. 
sometimes I'm broken right, like that rusty moped. I need someone to save me. Jesus, I want to know you today. Come and fill me with your presence and help me to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep your eyes closed for one more moment, just as I finish. If you've prayed that prayer, a prayer saying, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, your heart would be crying, really save me, whatever the words are. If you've prayed that, while every eye is closed, would you just raise your hand in the air? I want to bless you before we move on. Men, women, and children, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, thank you. Anyone else? Right across this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Loads of you kids. Thank you, adults. Thank you. Right up at the back. Thank you. I want to pray right now. If you've prayed that for the first time, I want to pray a blessing on your life. Lady over there. Lord, I... We pray especially for those who have raised their hand this morning for the first time to say, God, I need you to be my savior. We pray a blessing on their life. We pray that you would come and make this Christmas time the most special Christmas time when they realize the reason for it all, that you are not just the savior, but their savior. Wash away our brokenness and our pain and come in and save us and comfort us, we pray. Give us surety for the future that we'd live with you through this life and be with you once we die. In the name of Jesus, bless them, we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. Just applaud all these people, 20, 30 people that have said, I want Jesus to be my savior today. Isn't God good?